And welcome back, everyone. You're on Radio Arma. Thanks for listening. We are today going to be talking about uh, Red Sector Inc. It's a uh, an Arma 3 unit uh, that, uh, well, operates right now on, on the waves and has been uh, active for a certain amount of time. And uh, we found it interesting to uh, look into their ways of doing uh, what they do and playing Arma. So... Uh, welcome, Super Six Four from uh, uh, from um, the Red Sector Inc. I believe you're the uh, leader. Is that it? Um, I don't know if I like to call myself the leader. Um, kind of an organizer, community manager. Um, yeah, so I'm one of the more senior members, though. Okay, no problem. So we're basically we in this episode. We're just going to shift things around a bit because we've done a lot of communities um in in the previous episodes so if you're interesting in in interested sorry in listening to all of those you can go to our website to uh to twitter to whatever platform we're on uh even on our discord and you can listen to all the units we've been interviewing and uh well this is episode 30 uh we're very pleased to have super 64 uh on the show and let's go for uh, Red Sector Inc. So basically, uh, when was that uh, uh, community created? So uh, I came across Red Sector back in 2003, maybe. Um, they were actually at the time a original Ghost Recon unit. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you remember that game. Um, I do. I, I didn't play it, but I do remember it. Yeah. Right, right. So yeah, it, it was a really... Uh, it drew me to it because it was a very tactical game. Um, they had it set up where one shot could kill you. You know, there was there was no, you know, taking five or six rounds to you and just keep running like a lot of the, the first-person shooters. And uh, I really enjoyed that intense tactical play. And uh, we we probably played for two, three years, maybe four. And, you know, as the game gets older, players began to jump into new, uh, new shooter games. And uh, it, it finally faded after a few years. But... Uh, it was such a really cool experience that um, I uh, brought it back a few years later. Happy about it. Nice. That, that looks like a good history of uh, of a unit. Uh, do you have? Do you still have uni- uh, I mean, players from back then that still play it uh, with we you guys? We have, yeah, yeah. We have a couple members uh, in our in our group that drop in. Um, Gunny and uh, uh, Barmy. They, they they pop in now and then to to say hi and see how we're playing. Uh, Gunny's actually quite active. He helps us uh, build some missions now and then. Cool, amazing. So, um, how many players do you have in the community? Right now, we have eleven fully actives, um, and uh, that's it's that allows us to to create some pretty fun missions. Cool. Is that the the amount of players that come to an to uh, a regular mission? Yeah, yeah. That'll range between. 8 to 11. It depends who's available on, on the Obviously. Yeah. Okay. 
And um, so how does the leading chain work exactly? Do you have, uh, you, you said you weren't the leader and you were like uh, saying there wasn't really a leader. Is, is there a real leader or is it more of a, like everyone is voting and, and deciding together? Yeah, so, so RSI is a very uh, democratic society is, is I guess the best way to put it. Um, I mean, we have people who step up who want to lead a Zeus mission or, or build and submit a mission from editor and we'll play that. Um, as far as leading in-game, though, uh, we'll kind of just, you know, rotate. Um, sometimes I think they, they, they like me to just kind of take charge, but <laughs> I, I like to put some of them in the, in the leader seat and say, you know, hey, let's see how you do. That's cool. Well, yeah, obviously, I mean, you, you need to, to uh, have everyone participate in the life of your unit uh, for it to work, I guess. Yeah, some, some of the guys, though, are like, I do not want to lead a mission. I just, just point me where to shoot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would be that type of player, honestly. I would be like, uh, okay, I'm just coming to actually play. I've got my own community, and and I'm not really interested in in uh, in right. leading anything. And I would be like, yeah, point me where to shoot. I'll be good, and that's it. That that's it. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so, uh, when do you actually have trainings? Do you have um like those kind of uh. Uh, moments where you train new players uh, like uh, regular uh, RMA3 realism units? Not precisely that. We do have what we call a boot camp for anybody new that comes in. And it doesn't really teach you how to play Arma unless you're so new to the game you need help with that. But it's important, I think, to get somebody up to speed as to how we play Arma. You know, walking mm -hmm. through different, different mods, like um, walking through what ACE features we use. Mm -hmm. Obviously, um, yeah. Yeah, our you know standard operating procedure if, thing. If, yeah, if you haven't used Ace uh, ever before, well, obviously starting Arma and starting Ace can be confusing. Even yeah, for I mean, even for people that have been playing Arma for a long time. I mean, I remember coming into into Arma and uh, I'd been I'd been playing Operation Flashpoint for years and years and years, and I I was like testing Ace for the first time a couple of years ago, and like I was. Oh wow! What is this? This is super complicated. <laughs> it it can be if you've never seen it before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So cool. You you're having you're having um well newcomers just uh, learn how to use the mods, um and so when do you play? What what days and? So we have two uh, official mission days. We have uh, our our main one is Sunday, uh, which is at a I believe. 4 p.m. GMT, which is 11 a.m. Uh, U.S. Central Standard Time, mm -hmm. and that's that's when everybody jumps in, including our international guys, because that's evening for them. And then we have uh, a Thursday night uh, event we call, uh, jokingly, Thursday night pew pew. It's just because uh, it's less formal. It's more. Mm -hmm. uh, we might vote. We might play PvP. We might play uh, team versus team. We might play co-op. It's just kind of whatever anybody wants to do. Yeah, well, talk, let's talk about it. You play PvP. What kind of PvP is it? More like a like close, because uh, uh, obviously TVTs and uh, PvP can uh, in armor can vary uh, drastically depending on the numbers, on on the the game type that people like or not. Uh, what kind of PvP do you play? So far, it's been either deathmatch or like capture the flag or. Uh, we came across some missions, I forgot who made them, and they're like a um, rescue or escort the VIP to a zone, and the other team has to kill that VIP. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so more small scale. Is that it? Yes. Yeah, depending short, short on... Rounds. I mean, 
obviously, obviously, due to the numbers that you have, you, you obviously have to adapt and, and do that kind of thing. Right. Cool. Well, um, we'll be looking forward to see you in PvP. I am extremely active in PvP in RM3, so I want to want to see you guys get involved a bit, and uh, if you have time, obviously, in in the in the envy. Um, yeah, I mentioned I mentioned that to some of the guys, and and some of them were actually uh, interested in maybe trying out some PvP. Cool. Well, anyways, you know, uh, doors are always open. There's so much game modes out there to uh, to test and to and to. Uh, find new new friends sure. uh, to play with. Um, how so? How did you choose the days that you play on? Um, you know, I don't know how we came across Sunday. Uh, it just seemed like the day everybody would have mostly free, and the time, of course, fits a more international game time. Um, but it seemed like our, the majority in our group had no problem with Sunday at that time slot. Okay, so it was basically just voting for the day that was more convenient for everyone. Yeah, and, and the Thursday one came across, I think everybody was just like, you know, we're getting near the end of the week, uh, you know, we're getting homicidal from a full week of work, we need mm -hmm. to shoot something. Letting <laughs> <laughs> the, the steam off, is that exactly. it? Exactly. Cool. Well, um, so you've got, uh, you said six to eight players, well, six to ten players, is that it? Uh, eleven total. We'll get we'll get between eight to eleven in the game. Well, we'll be uh, looking into your ways of uh, talking, uh, well, playing Milsim and and uh, you know thinking Milsim that kind of thing uh, in a in a bit. But first, I wanted to talk a bit about you because uh, we just talked about your community. I want to know uh, how how you're involved in that community. I mean, how old are you first? Um, despite my objections, I am forty eight. Okay, so you've been playing for uh, for certain numbers of years. Are you a pure pure gamer? I mean, or did you get into gaming? I mean, recently? Oh no, no. Um, like I was saying, you know, I started playing, really getting into uh, Ghost Recon back in two thousand three, and then after that, um, I really got into Battlefield. But then started playing. I gave um, Flashpoint kind of a try, mm -hmm. and it didn't really take. I don't know if it was more of its rougher graphics at the time. It, it just probably it didn't really click yeah. for me. Yeah, two two thousand and three. Yeah, I mean, if you if you started playing it, I mean, I don't know, two thousand eight, that kind of thing. Yeah, it must be rusty, but yeah. Uh, and then everybody was like, "Well, they're working on a game called Armed Assault, and it's supposed mm -hmm. to be a big jump, and let's 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 give that a try." And I played. You know, it's kind of funny. So. I'm imagining that everybody in that community at the time got a hold of this. There was an alpha, pre, like a, must have been a pre-alpha copy of Armed Assault that was leaked. Mm -hmm. And I downloaded it because I wanted to see it. And we played it and I was like, this is amazing. You know, I was amazed by Serrani and just what you could do. And then the, on the day the game came out, I bought their digital copy and haven't looked back. Well, so that's how you got into the Armour series. Yes. Amazing. Cool. Well, uh, I want to know, uh, so I, I, that was one of my questions, but now I want to know how, um, so for how long you've been involved with your community. You said you were, so you started in 2003, is that it? Yes. So, but how, I mean, when did Red Sector, you probably said that already, I don't remember, but uh, when did Red Sector move to Armour, uh, the Armour series or one of the Armour? So a few of us started to play it toward the end there, but uh, it, it, RSIS itself went dormant for a number of years, and then in 2017 is when I resurrected it. 
2017. Okay, so you you resurrected it. So you're you're kind of the leader, right? <laughs> you're like pretending you're not in charge, but you're you actually brought it back to life, right? I did, but I, I like to distribute the uh, the powers. <laughs> That's fine by me. That's fine by me. But I, I okay. Do, I manage the server, um, the social media, mm -hmm. um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And uh, so, what's your real occupation in, inside your community? I mean, uh, you, you do the social media. You said you were sometimes, I mean, taking a few dish decisions. Uh, do you Zeus or something? I, I do. I do a lot of our Zeusing. Oh, okay. So, how does your Zeusing work? I mean, do you have uh, multiple Zeuses or, uh, at, at the same time or just, uh, just one of them and the others play? Uh, yeah, we do one, one Zeus and, um, see building a mission in the editor from scratch. That's, as you know, it's a very time consuming process. I mean, mm -hmm. you could spend a week getting a mission right with all the triggers and scripts and stuff. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of our guys, uh, we're a little older. We're, we're not kids. We work during the week. We don't have a lot of time to spend in, you know, editor all week. So we want to play. So that's why we, we mainly went with, um, Zeus type missions. So, uh, I'll jump in. We get in the server on on, on Sunday. Um, I'll say, "All right, guys, give me a few minutes." Um, I generally have a storyline or an idea in mind already. That I've thought of during the week. I go through. I set it up uh, the way I want, and uh, then I try to do it well enough to where I don't have to go back into Zeus unless really necessary during the mission. And it's randomized enough with you know patrols and the way things are placed. That oh, I don't and you really actually, know exactly where it's going to be. Right, and you actually play with the players. So you're oh, not yes. really a Zeus. I mean, you're a Zeus for organizing things, but right. then you just uh, dump that and go and play with uh, with your players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of the, uh, some of the mods that have, you know that are now available to Zeus, you know, guys, that is mm -hmm. it, it lets you create such variables and randomization in a mission that you know you can play through it and still get surprised. That's great. Okay. Well, I never experienced that, but uh, it sounds sounds very cool for Zeus. With only eleven guys, you got to really stretch it. <laughs> oh, I I do uh, imagine. How? What's the uh, average age of players in your unit? Um, average age. I, don't, I would I would. Say... I mean, you said you said you, they were like kind of older. I mean, they're yeah. not kids. Thirties, thirties, forties. We have a few guys in their twenties, but uh, yeah. Um, so we, we've, it, had, it would we've be... even had a member that he recently retired, but I think he was even in his 50s. <laughs> okay. He was one of the original RSI guys. Okay. So, obviously, I mean, it's more of a unit for uh, older people and, and adults uh, in general. Let's go with adults, not older people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's not offensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we like I kind of like to call it, uh, this is an Arma home for those who don't want to um, uh, subject themselves to public servers. Oh, nice. Right. So you don't want to experience like geeks and, and people that just uh, tear you apart and uh, no, or, or just or just basically be be dumb and, and kiddish, basically. Yeah. You know, the kid who decides to play his music for everybody to hear the entire mission. Oh, right. <laughs> I see. I understand. Um, so more about the Milsim here, uh, the, the, the missions you uh, throw out on uh, on your servers. Uh, we talked about the trainings. Um, the so how do you theme the mission? I mean, you talked about an idea, um, like a theme that you had in mind. Uh, do you have themes that you play more than others, or are you like some some units, for example, are more oriented 
for, for I don't know operators, um, night missions, um, I don't know uh, rescue missions, that kind of thing. Uh, do do you vary or is it like more scripted uh, all the time, the same thing? So, I I've always felt that standardizing in a community standardization is really important. So we use the exact same mods each week. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a um, like an official like uniform for consistency, uh, you know, uh, official weapons and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that way, if somebody was gone during the week or wasn't around on Discord or something, they could jump in, join the game, and not have to download a bunch of mods. Um, they're right up to speed. They can jump right in. So the units we play as are uh, each week are the same. Uh, the missions I will vary up between. You know, I might have seen a, a YouTube video you know, real world military video where they ran a certain mission just with a very specific objective, like, oh yeah, I could create, recreate that. Um, or it might be, um, yeah, it could be high, you know, grab a high value target, um, uh, sweep, sweep a city for, uh, uh IEDs. Um, I mean, yeah, just, I try to apply real world type missions to ours to, to keep it kind of realistic. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to pop in a question that I'd saved for the ending, but um, how how um, do you think that YouTube videos in Arma Three are still successful in 2019? Um, you said you were looking at uh, YouTube videos. Uh, do you inspire yourself from from other players' uh, videos, or uh, I mean, you, you mentioned real real life operations, obviously, but uh, how much uh, YouTube videos do you watch per week and, and uh, how influenced are you by those? Um, first I'll say uh, I don't think our videos are successful. <laughs> we get about 12 views, but um, I, I do watch uh, uh, some of the other community videos. Uh, I always like Dyslexia's videos. They're really well done. Mm -hmm. um, I can't really say I take a lot of notes from, from theirs so much or steal any ideas or anything. Um, it, I, th I think it's mostly real world type videos or uh things you see on the news or something real world events okay i see and i mean do you watch a lot of those i mean they're i mean uh, i don't really know how much real life uh, army v videos are out there on the internet uh, a lot. are there a lot <laughs> yeah, there's a lot oh really okay i mean is that permitted by uh by the governments and that kind of thing i mean obviously they probably check everything before it's posted you know that's actually a question i was wondering last night i'm not i'm not uh i'm not ex-military um but mm -hmm. it seems like a lot of those guys have had helmet cams on and yeah. GoPros with them and stuff mm -hmm. so it's fascinating to me but yeah i've, I've wondered how yeah, they can upload that yeah, I mean, it's, it probably has to go through a, a validation process before they can post it or something. Yeah, you think? I don't know. Anyways, back to the topic. So about your, your Milsim, uh, I wanted to know how you manage the AI difficulty. Um, you guys have, a, well, you've got, you talked about a very advanced Zeus mod uh, that can, uh, I don't know, simulate a lot of randomization, that kind of thing. Uh, but how do you manage difficulty? Do you prefer having a lot of AIs but are dumb or less AIs, very difficult? I don't know. How how do you manage that? So, yeah, a lot of the, uh, I think a lot of the community is a, is a big fan of this mod. We're, we love uh, VCOM. And uh, 
I mean, now if you've ever used VCOM or fought against I, I have used it once. I'm not a Milsim lover, so I, I don't have a much experience. I did use it once, and I've seen it used in videos. It looks uh, amazing how, how the, the AI really reacts and, and uh, behaves uh, to certain situations. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's as close to maybe a human player than, as it's going to get for Arma, I think. It's great. Uh, if you encounter a unit... Uh, they will split up into two two groups, and one will put down covering fire while the other one's flanking you. Um, they will react to gunfire in the distance if they hear it, so they'll come toward you. So it's uh, it's the opposite of Arma's stock AI. <laughs> wow. Okay. And, and so... as far as difficulty, um, we use Achilles, and I believe one of the modules, Zeus modules, they have for that lets you adjust. Um, everything from like their weapon handling to their accuracy to their you know their awareness, and I'll tweak that to make it where they're you know they're not hitting you with a headshot first shot. <laughs> okay, I see. Um, and how big is your mod pack? You said it didn't change, so you could uh, have people just basically never never change the mods and and just jump in from day to day. Uh, but how big is it? Correct, yeah. We, we keep it right now. It's at 23 mods, and uh, if we ever do change it, we usually give the players uh, a week or two notice to make sure they've heard it, they've got it updated, we've tested it, and uh, they're all ready to go. So there's no quick changes, but it's, it's right now it's locked in at, at 23 mods. If we add one, we usually evaluate what maybe what mod we're not, it's not really making a difference for us, or it's not really working, or, mm -hmm. or I mean, you know, it wouldn't be a big loss when we drop that one out. I see. And do you use the... Um... Arma 3 Sync, uh, the workshop, or any other, I mean, uh, software out there? We use just a, a Steam Workshop. It's uh, keep it simple. Okay, and why, though? So to keep it simple, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a very intuitive interface. Um, uh, some, of, some of our guys, uh, they have slower internet connections, so mm -hmm. it's great for them to just launch Arma and go away and let it uh, download the larger mods and update them. I see. Okay. Right. Um, that's indeed why I prefer the Steam Workshop, uh, to be honest. I've been saying that over and over uh, on the podcast, so obviously listeners can can uh, can uh, will probably think, oh, here he goes again with the, <laughs> with the workshop. Yes, it is amazing. I mean, people... I have um, no problems with it. it yeah, yeah, I mean, the connections in 2019, nearly approaching approaching 2020, I mean, con uh, internet connections are pretty good. So, come on. Yeah. Know. I remember people, uh, when Arma 3 was, they announced it was going to go to Steam, they said, oh, this is going to be the death of Arma. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is going to simplify it. I no longer have yeah. a shortcut in my, in, you know, uh, edit the shortcut string for every mod that to launch the game. Mm -hmm. Indeed, and for I mean for servers, it it also uh, uh, it also simplified things. I mean oh, I've yeah, got yeah. servers uh, at uh, Arma hosts, and uh, what they do is they interface their the uh, the server directly with the workshop. That's just amazing. Yeah, I used to use Play with Six, and um, it was a nightmare. Oh really? You had to do the customization all by I mean all by yourself or something? Yeah, um, it was just I, I don't know. It was a very complicated uh, user interface and to get it to work right. And if one thing changed, it just seemed to all stop working. So I'm really glad Steam Workshop came along. Okay, where where's your um, server hosted now? Right now it's in uh, the New York, New Jersey area, so it's East Coast US, which makes it a decent paying for both sides of the ocean. I see, and. Uh... 
what uh, what provider? I mean, did you take a, a local provider or uh, an, an I mean, uh, Arma specialized host or something? No, at the time, I think we were going, we are using, um, they're called just gameservers.com. And they seem to have a lot of choices of locations and uh, flexibility. Okay. And good pricing. Cool. <laughs> and good pricing. How much do you pay if it's not uh, indiscreet? I think they build us for six months at a time, and it's one twenty for six months, I think. Okay, one twenty. That's that's uh, pretty decent. Um, and we have a twelve slot server, so if that gives you. Oh right. Okay. So it's. Uh, right. Yeah, we don't have a huge server. No. No, indeed. Hard slot server. <laughs> I see. Um. So, what's your favorite terrain? Do you sub? So, I'm I'm going to add a question to that. Do you prefer vanilla, or community-made terrains? And which one is your favorite? So until the past couple of years, I would have said community. Um, I'm a huge fan of lithium. That's like one of my all-time favorites because of its size and detail and quality. Um, but now uh, Tanoa and and uh, Livonia have really, I think, upped the quality game and, and uh, potential for interesting missions. So you and your guys uh, bought the Contact DLC. Yes, we use, the, we use the DLCs. Oh, that's nice. How did you? What do you think about the uh, the contact DLC? So I'll admit, I've not played one minute of the campaign of the single player oh campaign. Oh my god! I, I know, I know. I need to. It's just uh, I, not enough time. I'm so busy with the community stuff. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, get some time for yourself and just play it. It's just amazing. But I really like the terrain it came with. Yeah, Livonia. We'll be uh, we're preparing a, an episode. We've got plenty of things on our plate uh, at Radio Arma, but we're planning an episode with uh, with some devs. Uh, I mean, the uh, sorry, the the 3D artists that uh, created Livonia. I'm I'm planning and and uh, trying to get them to move their asses and and come and talk about it and <laughs> process nice. and that that kind of thing. And obviously, that the recent. Uh, the recent transfer to DayZ because DayZ is using it yes. also. So we'll see. Anyways, we'll we'll have more information about uh, Livonia in the future. Uh, which rifles do you use? So our unit isn't really modeled after any real-world unit. Um, you know, we're not U.S.-based or, uh, you know, anything like that. So we kind of put stuff together. Our standard weapon is the HK416 and 417, depending on uh, the mission. Uh, one being 7.62 and the other one's 5.56. Uh, we do have other weapons in, in our in our crate for you know special situations, but uh, we standardize that. 4.16, man, is the best. It's a nice weapon. I love it. In PvP especially, I love it. I mean, I've, I've played a few games of modded PvP. I'm not a fan of modded PvP, but when I do, uh, I, I look for the HK416 uh, <laughs> for sure. With the holo side, it just it's just insane. Yep. Um, so, uh, how do you uh, how do you behave when uh, you're facing an armored uh, an armored vehicle? Uh, how does it how does your unit uh, react to that kind of thing? So, as you know, armor armor in Arma reacts differently um, than say a human would. <laughs> Indeed. Um, get when you, when you... it, it get it's it just gets. Uh, uh, stuck into uh into trees with that kind of it thing can, yeah it indeed. Can. <laughs> but it also when you if you're at, at the same eye level as it and you fire at at it or you know you lock on then you fire it will turn and fire at you before the missile even arrives uh 
to its destination. That so can you be can, painful. It, almost before you can get the thing off your shoulder and, and lay down. So uh, we become very uh, pretty effective at, uh, say, if it's in an urban area, uh, one one team will split off, uh, put down fire at the uh, armor, draw its turret's attention, and then the uh, the AT team will hit it from the backside. Okay. D did you see? Um, I mean, that kind of thing is coded into armor. Uh, using VCOM, I have no clue how it works, but uh, usually when you fire it, when I mean when the uh, when the tank has a knowledge of an infantry holding a, an RPG or an anti-tank device, whatever it is, uh, it, it usually focuses on on that uh, on yes. that unit. Have you have you experienced that kind of thing uh, in your missions where you, you were, I mean, drawing attention to to that um, to that tank, but it did flip around even though and and just uh, kill that anti-tank unit. Generally, if we can put down fire on it and get its attention uh, with small arms fire and not reveal the AT guy until it's time to shoot, we can we can take it out. And then the AT guy just runs undercover and, and just uh, disappears yeah. like a ghost. Scoot. Yeah, that's it. Um, so we've talked about... Uh, oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, planes and helicopters. Do you use those? We do. Um we use the helicopters more, for, mainly for trans unit transportation. Mm -hmm. um, we have used uh, like the A-10 variants uh, for CAS. Okay. But uh, with a smaller unit, most it's mostly ground-based. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Obviously. And how? I mean, how do you operate those in into your missions? Uh, you use them for transport. Uh, do you ever use them for for attacking or CAS or that kind of thing? Yes, but it is a little more rare. Um, it depends if, if, if say, we put down, uh, I've made it difficult for them in Zeus, <clears throat> and I'll mm -hmm. put down maybe four or five um, BMP3s or something, and they're roaming the countryside. And I know that, because of VCOM, I know that when they hear explosions and stuff going off, those armor will break off of their patrol routes and begin to head toward the noise. <laughs> well, that uh, can be impressive. I mean, I would be, I, I would be shitting my pants if I had three BMPs uh, thundering in the background because they heard me. I would it, be running into a bush. It, it, uh, yeah, it's very unnerving, especially in Livonia where you, your visual distance is limited by, you know, trees and hills. Trees, yeah. So we'll take out one BMP and then as soon as it's quieted down, you can hear the roar of the engines coming, and you're like, oh, we got to move. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, run. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you guys have join-ups? Do you play with other units? Uh, do you do um, team up with uh, with other Milson clans or do PvP with others? I mean, that kind of thing. Uh, well, first off, uh, to backtrack, I wouldn't classify us as pure Milsim. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we don't use a rank system. Or yeah. anything like that, um, but uh, more of a co-op unit. Yeah, yeah, we haven't yet teamed up with anybody, but I think we'd be open to it if if they had the same game style as us. Okay, well, um, since the amount of players is going down and down and down uh, in the Armor Three community, I think um, a lot of people are doing that uh, more and more in the community. And uh, obviously, right. if uh, if you're looking for it, I'm I'm sure you'll find it easily because a lot of units are. Uh, Currently trying to, you know, expand their groups, but obviously they can't really steal players from, from other units. So, well, the good solution in this is just to play with others. Yeah. That's a very cool experience.
Anyways, um, how do you mix up with uh, the international communities? I mean, are you from, I mean, all, all the players from your community in the US or are you mixed countries? Do you have some from Canada, from Europe? I don't know. We are an international unit. We have uh, uh, a guy from Sweden. We have a couple from Poland. We have one from Brazil. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're sprinkled around. We welcome, does, we welcome I mean, all countries. How, how does the time zones work? That must be a pain organizing the game, no? Not really. That's why we do the uh, Sunday U.S. morning time. Oh, uh, cool. Why it's, you know, uh, Sunday evening for them in Europe. Um, mm -hmm. The guy in Brazil, uh, Artifacts, he's uh, only a couple hours ahead of U.S. Central time. So mm -hmm. it, it works out well. Great. That's nice. They can't really do the weeknight missions with us. So uh, my, my goal with... RSI is to, as we expand, is to almost have an equal number of maybe Euro-based guys as US-based. So that way, uh, say on, a, on our Thursday night mission night, they could get it started earlier. And as the US guys start to get home from work and stuff, they jump in and kind of keep it going. I see. I want to talk about uh, your unit in the future. Um, how do you keep things entertaining? And how, I mean, you've been playing for a few years now, um, you've probably done a lot of operations. Uh, how do you find the inspiration? Yeah, yeah, you got to change it up, keep it interesting with uh, different kinds of challenges. Uh, that's why I think PvP and, and team versus team stuff comes in because that breaks the monotony of just shooting AI, um, giving them a chance to shoot at each other. <laughs> and that builds reflex. <laughs> it really does. You can't miss. Okay, cool. So you basically... Uh, testing new experiences um, other than just co-op. Correct. That's nice. Um, do you keep uh, expanding your group? I mean, are you always looking for new players? Are you promoting your unit in that objective? Or, I mean, are you just, uh, it's just a group that just comes across new players once in a while and doesn't really give a shit? <laughs> no, we do actually get out there and recruit. Um... Uh, myself and uh, our, our team member Cornflake, we get out there and we post in like the the, the Facebook Arma group, the uh, the BI forums, the Steam Workshop mm -hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, we definitely get the word out there. Pretty active kind of, on recruitment, so yeah, we, we try to. It's yeah, it's it's there's if somebody posts, you know, hey, I'm looking for a group. It it can be especially on the on the Steam forums. It, mm -hmm. it they get like 40 replies within 10 minutes. <laughs> I think it's completely necessary for uh for units. I mean, I'm I've got my own PvP clan. I mean, that's just a, a must have. I mean, you got to promote yourself and and find new players because uh, some players just uh, stop the game or get bored or uh, look for for better experiences. So obviously you've got coming and going and you need new plays all the time. Yeah, and uh, and on that, so the way we work is with our size when uh, a player is interested, they fill, fill out an application and then we have what's called the candidate period where uh, they'll spend a month or so just playing with us, gaming with us regularly, and it's it's to see it's to let them see if you know we're the right fit for them and if they're the right fit for us, uh, personality-wise. Because when you jump on the server with us, it should be like you're you're hopping on with friends, you know, we're your your gaming buddies. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, we we have come across people in in community who maybe hop games a lot. So they'll they just playing armor for a week and then they're on to the next game, and that's not what we're interested in. We want somebody yeah. who's gonna stick around and, and want to um, contribute to the team, help it grow, and um, you know, be a team player. So that's what that candidate period helps us do. So 
even the few that are out there looking for teams and stuff and, and we finally get somebody that they still may not be the right fit for us. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. What about, sure. um, so what about what you want to see coming in Arma, uh, in future games? I mean, in Arma 4, for example, um, you've been playing Arma 3 for uh, numbers of years. You've played Arma 1, probably Arma 2 as well. Um, what do you want to see coming in future games, future Arma? That's a good question. Um, yeah, every time I think Arma 3 has done all, all that Arma 3 can do, you know, they'll come out with something, you know, a new twist to it. Um, I think we're all waiting to see if and when Arma 4 will make an appearance or even there'll be a, a hint about it. Uh, I think Arma 3 looks, uh, in its modern state, looks really good. It, it doesn't look that like an old dated game. Um, it's, it's actually beautiful on a, on a good running computer. It does indeed, yeah. Yeah, um, so I don't think the graphics are that far behind. I think with Arma 4 it's all going to come down to what engine, game engine they use. That's, that's Arma's biggest uh, roadblock. So let's hope that Infusion is the best bet. Yeah, you know, we were talking about this the other day. Uh, everybody's been looking and talking about Infusion, but then BI just released uh, Vigor for you know Xbox console, and they went with the Unreal Engine. So is that mm -hmm. maybe a, a hint that maybe they're open to a, a I'm, on Unreal? I, I'm honestly doubting that. I mean, uh, they, they, they could, obviously. They could. Uh, and the game would be great and, and very good looking. But is it the question I'm putting out there? I don't have the, the, the answer, obviously. I'm just putting that question sure. on the table. But is is it possible to do everything that we can do in Arma right now with that Unreal Engine? Because they're building Infusion from scratch. They've been building it from scratch. Um, and to, to me, that's the sole purpose, is to be able to do what bohemia wants to do with it you know because uh, i don't know about the limitations of the unreal engine uh, i've got no clue about that don't don't know the technical aspect of it but uh maybe the uh, maybe the infusion engine is probably designed to to fit uh bohemia's needs uh, the unreal engine obviously it's it's very uh, nice good looking and everything performant and and also and, and so on and so on but is it going to match the needs of an RMI game? Because there's so much expectations in that kind of thing. True, and I, I'm not a uh, game engine expert. Um, just going with my own personal gaming experiences. Yeah, if they're if they're able to get uh, the Infusion engine to be everything that the current engine is not, that would be awesome. Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> we're yes. just betting here, but yeah, I mean, we're all waiting for uh, for some news. Um, let's jump into um, to the main topic uh, I wanted to push on on this podcast. Uh, basically, uh, we usually put that topic at the beginning, but here I wanted that specific topic at the end because I, I think it suits more uh, the ending of this podcast. Uh, we are preparing, um, guys, so that is for everyone. You and the listeners, uh, we're preparing an episode with homesick uh rob robin he's the uh well he's the the, the community manager of arma 3 he's leaving now he's leaving us uh because for personal reasons 
uh, you'll be able, obviously, to hear all about those because we're preparing an episode with him to talk about all that, about his experience at Bohemia and, and so on and so on. So you'll have the the opportunity on Radio Arma to be able to, to know how it went for him during his one-year exercise at Bohemia Interactive and in his experience i mean how how he felt uh, what what went on what was his difficulties his his joys and everything uh, he'll come to to talk about that it'll be an exciting uh episode but the topic of today on this uh red sector inc podcast was um the the use basically the use of a bohemia interactive community manager uh can you talk about that kind of thing super uh in what aspect in any aspect, what do you think about the use of it, of of such a person, basically, of a role, of a yeah person? You mean based like on their through their forums and just their through through the media? communication of that person through through the uh, the the face. He's he's based a community manager is basically going to be the the face of of the company sure. uh, and of the game, uh, the relation guy that is going to be between the community and the firm. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think uh, it's in, definitely in, important they have somebody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. What, what do you with, what do you one, think? In, about yeah, yeah. That? With that one, they're just kind of this uh, this faceless game company that we're like, you know, waiting for information whenever it trickles out. So, uh, yeah, having somebody to do like regular community updates, uh, you know, post more videos and stuff about what they're up to, what they got coming. Maybe not, maybe not so secretive about their some of their work. Uh, you know that actually might draw in more players as well i see okay i think um i think a community manager it has has a big big role in in arma 3 and in, in the current um company i mean current community um that that person really has to have the nerve to face the community because the community is waiting for for a lot of information a lot of a lot is expecting a lot from from bohemia interactive and um and so obviously facing a a community as such a such a technical community because there's a lot of mutters there's a lot of people that uh, that know about a lot of things out there so uh being able to talk to all of those people it can be a challenge um there's yeah. a lot of do, uh, of things to do uh, in that role, especially in Bohemia Interactive, where you have to communi communicate with the, I mean, normal community, with the modern community, where you have to promote the community, when you have to to promote uh, the company. I mean, Bohemia Interactive, you have got to promote the game. Uh, I mean, there's so much at stake here. Oh, yeah, definitely an important important role. So that's that. If you want, uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to react to that topic, uh, feel free to send us a message on the networks. I mean, Twitter is there for it. Um, the uh, the Discord, you can join our Discord and talk about the topic with us and about uh, and with all the people that are on that Discord. Uh, there's uh, very interesting people out there. Uh, I mean, community members, um, content creators, that kind of. A person on our discord that is, that are obviously all, always willing to uh, to talk about armor topics so feel free to express uh what you think about that other questions for you um super uh do you have streamers do you stream yourself i do sometimes stream some of our missions yes on youtube mm -hmm. on youtube 
uh, on YouTube instead of uh, Twitch? Is that uh, an intentional choice? Yeah, uh, you know, I was just, uh, I used the NVIDIA streaming control panel and uh, we had already set up a Red Sector uh, YouTube channel. So I went ahead and linked it and just let it stream through there. I think, honestly, I think it's the best thing to do um, for, for small units, for small people that just uh, stream yeah. once in a while. I mean, Twitch is good, but the problem is if you're going to Twitch, it's because you want to start a career, basically. And, and YouTube enables you to save that directly into your channel as a full video. And uh, it, can, it can be more useful for, for units and people that just, you know, stream exactly you yeah. want to stream once in a while you know um you, what does your logo represent so i tried story on I, that yeah I, yeah i tried looking at it and and finding out what it was but i had a bit of a trouble so it's actually a throwback it was our original logo uh mm -hmm. when RSI started in 2003 yeah. and uh it's a actually a little visualization of the hud on ghost recon where uh, when you took fire from a certain direction, it would flash in that direction. So um, oh, that's that's the smart. HUD, the little HUD flashing red to the front. Yes. Cool. Okay. Now we kinda, I see. We kind of spruced it up and made it into more of a, uh, a, a you know, logo. Well, if you're interesting in interested in in uh, looking at that logo, that Red Sector Inc. logo, uh, go ahead on their website. We'll put the link in the. Uh, in the description or to their discord or whatever platform you want to engage with red sector and uh and check out their logo it's pretty cool um do you so uh, yeah i was going to talk about the, the youtube videos but i i remembered i'd put that uh, question bumped it. above bumped yeah it up. bumped it up um so we're closing in on this interview that was a, a very fine talk between you and me and i wanted to know what's your most uh, memorable Armagasm moment. I mean, the one time you were like, whoa, Arma 3 is the best game ever. Armagasm, funny term. Um, so, you know, I, I think that moment for me would have actually been an Arma 2 moment, if I can still go that way. Oh, yeah, you can, certainly. So, yes, uh, I, I used to be one of the community managers and player of a large-scale Arma Milsim tournament called Theater of War. And... I was there, one of the sides, uh, a helicopter attack pilots, and we would um, fly around the battlefield, of course, and these were games of on commonly 30 or 30 v 30 or 40 v 40 uh, broken down into military, you know, battalion structures, communication system, everything. It was, it was really well organized, and so our job was to uh, orbit the battlefield until we got a cast request from the from the ground units, and I remember we were playing uh, on Sarani at the time, and uh, we were orbiting over the desert part of Sarani, and it was night, but we were way high up in uh, high altitude, so nobody could see or hear us. And I looked down over the desert, and I see a tank battle of three tanks on each side, six tanks, and they're fighting it out over the desert in Sarani. And I tell my gunner Ghost, I say, hey, "Dude, turn off your turn off your NVGs." And, and watch this, and we, I banked the chopper into an orbit, and you could see the flashes of the different the, the cannons on the tanks firing back and forth, and you could see the rounds going across the desert, and then you could see the tracer rounds from the machine guns, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm seeing this in a video game. This is the coolest thing. <laughs> 
flying around the helicopters, that it, and you were you were uh, looking down at the battlefield. Well, by night is that it? So that's yeah, why at, you could see night, the. And, uh, yeah, you turn off the MVGs and you could just see the the tracers and the tank rounds headed back that's and forth across great. the desert. And I'm like, that's this is great. unreal. The lightings, yeah, uh, especially in Armor Three. I mean, they've upgraded the oh, thing yes. a lot in Armor Three, and and now it really looks insane. Um, you can have blast core um, things, uh, mods like that, that really enhance the uh, oh, yeah. the explosions, the effects, and everything. It, it looks great. That's cool to hear. Anyways, how can people uh, get in touch with you? Can, how can people contact uh, Red Sector Inc. if they want to join? Uh, we do have a, a Twitter, uh, a Red Sector Team. Uh, you, our website, which you'll post, is probably the best way. That'll, that'll route you to... Basically everything about us. There's a uh, sub. There's sub menus of pages in there on, uh, you know, our history, our mod list, our Discord. Um, everything is linked to the website. It's our main portal. Um, that, that, that's probably the best way. Great. Well, it was a pleasure having you, Super Six Four, on this podcast. Uh, we are always uh, stunned at uh, the. The, the tons of things that you your you you co-op and milsim um, units have to have to to bring to to the table uh and you guys can talk about arma for hours and hours and we love that we we also love talking about arma and and it's always a great experience to promote uh, units uh like yours so thanks for coming we'll have you uh, again in the future for sure and that is Obviously, uh, the same invitation for all of you. If you have questions for the show, if you have uh, suggestions, obviously, if you're looking to know about some specific topic, for example, one of our uh, community members uh, suggested the uh, the the uh, scripting podcast we did a few few weeks ago. So if you want to listen to that one as well, it'll be available. It it is available on the SoundCloud. You can access it through our uh, our website at uh, radioarma.com and you can obviously react directly on Twitter at Radio Arma. Thanks, Super64. Thanks for having us. This was a really cool opportunity. It was very cool indeed. Have a great, great day, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.